With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO, the show that brings you the most fascinating and truly the most helpful leaders in the business community from all over our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business, and what, I ask, is your most precious asset? Well, you got that right, my friend. It's not your portfolio. It's not your revenue streaming clients, not even your shrink, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mistress, or your spouse, or all of the above. It is your time, your personal slices of life. And this very day, you and I are going to look at how we might get the very most out of this precious, precious gift. And as the sage Mr. Rudyard Kipling so aptly put it, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the world and all that is in it. So whether you are a globetrotting professional speaker who is currently putting out a new book and simultaneously launching a seminar bureau venture like Greg, or you're winding down your career as a professional editor and trying to make the most of what lies ahead like Bob, pull up your chair a little closer and join us at this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. So let's leap right in to this fourth dimension, that of time, and consider right off how we may be better stewards of this blessed, blessed gift. And lesson number one, the first thing I think we really all need to do when, we're, when we are trying to get the best out of our day and accomplish the most is to step back and look uh, as we wake. I've got this whole day. This whole day is mine. What are my desires? What do I enjoy tackling and doing this day? Now, what do I have to do? Now, now, now what do I want to get done? But just instead, that's listening to the commands of others. So instead of doing that, take the, a great leap uh, and effectively think through the acts that you want and make them yours. By making them yours, that is the ultimate motivation. What you do that is enjoyable to yourself and brings you a reward is what you are going to get done well, swiftly, and in the way that you want it done with the top quality. And hard on the heels of that comes lesson number two, and that is for whatever job or thing that uh, I've got considering, and I'm turning around in my head, ask this, what is the purpose why am I doing this? I didn't say the goal. I said, what is the purpose? If you are a medical doctor and it's days end and you're sitting before this pile of after-patient paperwork, your goal may be to get it off your desk. But ask first, what is the purpose of this paperwork that I need to do? Is it to help get a better diagnosis out? Uh, 
to those who will deliver treatment? Is it to get insurance payment that your patients desperately have to have or they can't have the, the treatment? Is it to, to just satisfy your partners that you've done a job well done? Uh, whatever it is, make sure that you've got that purpose in mind. And believe me, that will effectively govern your every word and act. You have to put a, a purpose behind what you're doing. And when you do, you say, oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. And you're going to push away the chaff, and you're going to get right down to it. And it, it will make a world of difference. And lesson number three on our little time management study, I was am going to say, know thyself. And by that I mean, look at the job that you've got before you. Uh, maybe it's a piece of hard physical labor. Maybe it's a piece of very creative writing that's going to take all your brain. Or maybe it's just some perfunctory correspondence that might be budgeted uh, best for your later fatigue hours. Whatever is best for your time of day, just put your put, put your that job into that best time. This is something that's very personal, my friend, that when I actually sat down to do this show, I began well before asking people, gathering facts, slowly working on to it uh, through dealing with other people, asking. And But then when it came time to put it all together, this very early, this very morning, early, long before the sun, I rose and put the papers on the desk and it just gushed out. The pen flew across the paper, and all my notes came out from I, I into uh, I congealed and made succinct all the thoughts that I'd been working on. Now that's me individually. <clears throat> Excuse me. It may not be you. Uh, in, in our own organization, uh, there is Carol whom I can call at 5 a.m. in the morning, and she'll pick up on the first ring. For Carol, the early morning before she's uh, before the day begins, and she is all alone. That's her best time. On the other hand, in our same organization, is Dorothy. Dorothy, I can call at 11.30 at night, and she is right there working. Her time is when the sun has gone down and it's dark, and she feels that the time that her creative juices come out in her solitude then it's my point is you know when your best times to do things are slot them in accordingly it just makes sense and if you've just joined us you are listening to the art of the ceo which every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace where you may listen and download this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. Now, we are on many live radio stations, and we are streamed through many sources of Internet radio, but theartoftheceo.com is the best way and easiest way for you to find all our episodes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, moving on, lesson number four, as you're starting uh, any job, a particular individual job, Prepare your mind. Now, what do I mean? Well, go. Have you ever watched a weightlifter? Perhaps you've seen the Olympics or in your gym. You watch. He stands before the bar, and he's mentally gearing himself up. When you do this, 
you're, there is a bit of envisioning. You know what you're going to do. You put the process in mind. But it also unleashes a lot of thought patterns. Uh, and you begin to think how you're going to do it. My friend, this is true for raking leaves and running errands. It's this meditative envisioning. And the prep releases a kind of mental sorting. It puts your mind in order for all the actions that follows. It straightens things out. You, you literally will make your errands more efficient. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it works for everything you do, this sort of pre-prep and, and envisioning. So I ask that you uh, develop the habit of, before plunging, pause, think, envision then plunge in an act. Uh, it, will, it will lead you to an anticipation. The, the big flaw, do not just think, oh, I've got to get this done, I've got to get this done, so I better not go and start worrying. <clears throat> Busyness is not efficient. Thoughtful, thoughtful, careful work. Now, my friend, that's efficient. All right. <laughs> Plotting along here. Uh, the mainstream of this evening's, this, I'm sorry, this, this afternoon's uh, Time Management Symposium. Let's, uh, let's turn to another lesson. This is uh, number five, and it's what I call set the stage. Not, not the mental prep. Yes, we, we've had that, but this is, this is, we're getting physical here. No organized mind ever came out of a disorganized room. That was the saying of my mother's house mother at uh, Smith College. Said, I'm sure, much more often than, than she ever needed to hear it. But think for a moment. Uh, the next time you're wandering into the surgery with a sucking chest wound, take a look at your surgeon at the table. Everything is laid out and organized. It, it is what's there in need is lined up and what's also just as important what is not there what he doesn't need is not there he is not uh working on his bills or his accounts although he may be working on your bill but that's another story so organize <laughs> organize the work your work ground around you uh jettison the flotsam Get the excess paper away, the excess tools away, and clean the slate. It will clean your mind, and it will just set you all at ease. And what well, you've seen a good cook. The, the, the measuring cups are here, the whisk, the spatula, the knife. It's all laid out, so as needed, you can grab it. Uh, lay out your tools, get anticipated. Put, uh, it will get your hands ready, and then off you go. You'll be into it and things are ready, and it keeps you from uh, the anxiety of, where is this now? So do that ahead of time. <laughs> All righty. And uh, number six. Now, this is, this is one for long-term tasks. When you've, when you've got something uh, that, that's large ahead of you, but it's, it's, you have to realistically schedule your work time. Let's say, for instance, you've you've uh, got a presentation coming up tomorrow. So you have estimated that this is going to take about five hours worth of work to prepare. So I'm saying to you, block out six hours of time. Lay it out so from one to uh, seven uninterrupted and firmly 
set yourself off, but schedule hourly breaks or 45-minute breaks or whatever suits you personally. We homo sapiens accomplish things best in bite-sized chunks. We are not a plodding machine that does it at this level over and over again, working all day. The eight-hour workday means that you are involved in work throughout eight hours, but it there is the undulations of achievement. You all know that. So take advantage of it and get yourself ready. Don't think of an endless soccer game. Think of football, how each play, they stop, they get set, they get ready to go again, and boy, do they hit hard. Well, same with you. Take these breaks to resharpen the axe rather than just chopping harder. If it's uh, physical work that you're doing, then rise... Uh, just just collapse and put your mind elsewhere. Let your hands drape. Call uh, call your mother. Call your wife. Call my wife. Uh, just talk. Recreate and and let it limp. You uh, going back to the weightlifter? You've watched them after they've done a huge set and they've ground out the reps and they just collapse and stare off into space and they're ready to go again. And if it's mental work. If you're doing something creative, you still have to stop. You really do need to get your eyes away from that cotton-picking computer. But you need to work out chunks and do work for an hour and, and be religious about stopping. I know you. even if your, your break involves getting up and uh, you think, well, I'm going to lose my train of thought. Well, go for the extra five minutes, but, but make it. Uh, make sure that you do stop and make it something that physically removes you. And if it is mental work, uh, do a little exercise. I, I used to take five-minute bike rides. I'd have the bike leaning against the side of the office, and I would ride out for five minutes and come back. I know of another fellow who does he counts out 50 jumping jacks uh, and just to, just to get himself moving in a way. And it doesn't hurt also to massage your eyes if it's mental work. But anyway... Just to let my favorite story about all of this is Stonewall Jackson in at right before the Battle of Gettysburg had his troops one hundred miles away from the battle. And what did he do? He set up a schedule, he had twenty four hours in which to march a hundred miles, and he did it, my friend. He they had a clock stout schedule. He says, We march f- fast as we can for the four mile an hour march for uh fifty minutes rest 10 50 minutes rest 10 and by gosh they made it to the battle so you too can hit the battle uh full with giving it your best so after that uh feast noshing and all the effort we have been putting forth i think it is truly time for us to take a brief survey and allow me to offer you a few utensils for today's feast of wisdom So first, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you pause before that next purchase and ask yourself, how will this item enrich my life? Or... Will you will you ask that, or will you continue to buy merely out of habit or uh, the hope of others' approval? Hmm? 
Uh, the choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense you are yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me find it. Here it is. I'm going through 68. Back, back, back. Okay, here's one. Here's one. Number 23. America's CEOs are begging for corporate tax relief and reform. Uh, for themselves, of course, not for their competitors. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> and uh, as an afterthought, just ask anyone. The greatest waste of our hard-wrought tax dollars seems to be all those projects that don't benefit uh, the individual personally. <laughs> Alas, public good and private want do seldom take the same spending course. Such is life. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 101 Best Business Quips or 102 Best Business Quips, and you are going to find your own arsenal of half-assed wit and wisdom to share with all your fellow wage slaves at work. Boy, are you going to be popular. And as the third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the author who asked, if you're not in over your head, how do you know how tall you are? I love that. Those words were spoken by none other than the great poet, playwright, and essayist Thomas Stearns Eliot, that is, whom we better know as T.S. Eliot, author of Cats and many other great writings. So stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes yet another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's info at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul Stirring gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> and uh, before we glide into our time managerial mentoring, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that beneficial firm is Prometheus Publishing, bringing you the most applicable tools for enriching your life and career. And this day, the folks at Prometheus would like to introduce to you their soon-to-be-released volume, CEO of Yourself. And my friend, I have looked at this. You know that there really lies a richer life out there and a, a better way to grasp that adventurous feast that you truly want and deserve. You just know it. Well, all right, this book lays out a program for you to build uh, really the more capable self who is much better able to, to seize the most exciting and wish for part of life's feast. It's, it's something you want. This book outlines a way for you to be the chief executive officer who is best able to handle whatever fate flows your way. Yes, my friend, fate may sit smilingly on your board chair, but the choice of how to handle this flow of circumstance is truly yours. And just as a quick warning, this is not some simple four-step little self-help book. This is a journey for individuals who are willing to think and who want to decide and want to take back mastery of their own lives. And it provides a hunting license for freedom. So if that is you, visit BartsBooks.com and pre-order your copy today. Carpe diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. 
And now, with utensils in hand, let's take back the unforgiving minute and fill it full of bulging, joyfully 60 seconds of distance well run. And on we go uh, to uh, lesson number seven in managing our time for our own fun, betterment, and profit. Uh, And this is... This is a tricky one. This is the problem with goals. My friend, we are an outcome-obsessed society. What is what have I done? What have I accomplished? We, we set goals because there are things we want to accomplish, and, and we do need to do that. And writing them down allows you to do the planning, And but really they're only reminders what I'm suggesting is that you write your goals down on your little sheet or tap them into whatever device you so love and are addicted to and put the goals down and then put them away. Let them drift out of your memory far and keep your eyes away from the far horizon of accomplishment, but rather set your mind to practicing that violin melody or churning out that brilliant legal brief as best as you can. This is where you need to have your mind concentrating. And that is not going to be done if all you can think of is, am I finished? When am I finished? But rather, concentrate on getting the weight up to your shoulders, not on how many more reps do I have to do. That's you will find uh, unleashed if you have prepared your, your mind ahead of time that new ideas are coming out all the time and ways to help yourself and your mind will spread. And so is sort of a codicil to lesson number seven. Let me proffer lesson eight. Concentrate. Don't focus. Now, by focusing, you are really putting, a, by focusing, I mean you're, you're strictly putting your nose immediately before the job at hand. And that is that is a limiting, it is a blinded approach. I'm asking you to look through the job as through a kaleidoscope. You can look up kaleidoscope. Basically, it is a tube that you turn and all the colors of life's rainbow appear before you. So concentrate on your task, on the job as you're doing it, but let your mind roam. Don't blot out thoughts. Let that marvelous random thought ability that you've got, let it go. Uh, as you're working over something, you're going to say, oh, this beam needs shoring up a bit. Or, oh, that, that last sentence puts me in mind of a great analogy. I, I could slip that in to this report. So don't be a linear thinker. Don't focus. But rather, concentrate and let your mind flower. It will. That is the way your mind works. And so keep your mind open. And while you're at it, it's sort of a little codicil to that. Don't over-regimen. Don't over... Uh, I'm sorry. Don't over-schedule. Be, be flexible. Be prepared to wander. If it is time, stop. Go off and lose yourself in a book. Call a friend. It will still be there when you return. So... Don't work on your job at hand, but uh, this is your life. There is flexibility. There's time to wander on the side path. I just pass that on to you. And uh, moving along, we have scheduled, uh, we have lesson, I'm sorry, lesson number nine. And I, this is 
something that I, I think we it's, it's, we all fall into. You do want to schedule your day and your month. But just remember, my friend, you're going to die with your to-do list unfinished. That is absolutely true. You're going to pass on into the next world with more than seven things undone. So that's the way life is. You... Uh, Tim Ferriss, the author of The 4-Hour Workweek and several other very time managerial treatises, says that we tend to overestimate what we can achieve in a day, but we underestimate what we can achieve in a month. So be prepared to not just stagger through this day and don't don't be disappointed, but rather don't view it as a, so much accomplishment, but as achieving as tackling what you're doing again concentrate on the job and the doing of it playing the piano the goal may be to master uh to master this piece but keeping your eye on the quality of of the playing is what's going to get you there so schedule it pre-plan do what you can and then back away uh, in that sense, the schedule is a great release. It doesn't hold you to untenable, unreachable goals, but it says, I will work four hours at this. I will put myself on report uh, for 45 minutes and clean up the art <laughs> or whatever, clean up my closet. And, uh, and when you're finished at this, by the way, on the bottom of that to-do list, put another, leave some spaces and leave a line that says, things done this is a very it's very practical because it helps you remember who you have contacted uh, what's what's behind you and when you've done it and it also reminds you that this day you have achieved more than you thought so find some way to to congratulate and celebrate your marvelous self when you've done that but it it will also make your day seem I frittered it away. No, you haven't. You have just, you may not have done what you planned, but you have, look at all you've accomplished. Look at the things on the list. And lesson number 10, this is this is an old one, but it's tried and true, and I think it will, it bears out. You have to assess and monitor. This will come naturally to a certain extent. As you're working away on uh, whatever process you are, you, you will fall, you, we naturally put things into routine so we do it even if it's it's uh something as seemingly unroutine uh as doing an individual report on something you've never done before it is you will find a routine to the writing of it you will find a, a routine to the the mastery of this particular piece of sculpture you're working on it's you will and at the same time, you will you naturally find little better ways to move to the next motion and the next motion. Your constant, your your active mind will find better ways to do it. However, uh, you must set back and perhaps during your break time or something, look at a, a better way to do it. Ask other people. You've got to keep keep assessing whatever you're doing. You can do better. And so you can do quicker. So again, review and find that out. Keep your antennae up for bottlenecks. And uh, 
and it's sort of a one little side uh, factor. When you are uh, assessing, kind of monitor your emotions as you're going through a particular task. If it's, it, this may not be the right time for you to work on this. Uh, you may have to set it aside. You'll know when you because it's going to lead you to a block. You can preemptively stop that. So keep aware of your emotions, and beware also of jobs feared. Those jobs that are uh, something you put it put off too long, you become scared to do it. We've all been there. So things undone grow fearsomely larger with time. Put those you can put those into a a gotta do basket, and set those aside and work on those again. This is where you time govern. So I will work on this job. I will do two hours of correspondence to all those things I really don't want to write or whatever the, the, the task is. So now look at me. Here I am. I'm going down this, this marvelous list I have of all these accomplishments. I have four more items. I've got four more items. They're really vital. And I had as a goal to get them all on this show. But actually... As I look back, that wasn't my purpose. My purpose for doing this show was to pass on to you some things that are going to make your day a little better spent. And within the half hour allotted, I, I can happily say I've done just that. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm feeling good about that. And more important, I hope you have found this helpful. Because after all, that's why I'm here. So as we round out today's feast... Allow me to remind you that I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who was it who said, ambition is a dream with a V8 engine? (laughs) And uh, a little timely, and as a hint, in the world of music, the author of this quote, in the world of music, this singer was king, there can be no other. You must know this individual. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win you a career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, while I can take some comfort in the knowledge that we are all works in progress, there are days when I feel I am progressing with immense alacrity back down the evolutionary scale toward the jellyfish. <laughs> uh, I guess as have we all. And if you felt this show was time well spent, you may want to visit theartoftheceo.com and revisit our recently aired episode, The Best and Worst Executive Decisions. This will give you kind of a joyful look at who's been using their time most wisely and those who haven't been using it quite so wisely as well. And to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our episodes at theartoftheceo.com. And finally to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.